0: Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's podcast title is The Jesus Factor. What is the Jesus Factor? Well, the word factor is defined in the dictionary as a circumstance, fact, or influence that contributes to a result or outcome. Looking at Jesus, we can say the truth the influencer, and he is the one who has contributed to the different results and outcome for mankind. So he is the Jesus factor. You know, the religious claimed to know him. They stood on the traditions they were holding on to and on the law they regulated. They even designed the law. They designed a man-made, man-defined, and a man-developed platform that they religiously embraced. As justified as their tradition was determined in their platform, the problem with it is they had to shut out the rest of humanity and cast them to the side to stand on their platform. They categorized these into the category of the enemy. Yet outside of this man-made temple is where you find Jesus. Jesus defied the platform even though it clearly had a representation of godly principle. It is in 2 Timothy 3, 5, that says that there were people who had a form of godliness, but denied the power within it. Matter of fact, Jesus overturned the tables and made a declaration that they had turned the temple into a den of thieves. Well, what did that mean? Jesus said in Matthew twenty two thirteen, 13, he said unto them, it's written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Well, the word den in Greek is defined as a hiding place. You know, the Lord has always confronted those things that are hiding or those people that are hiding. Religion hides things because it never deals with the hidden things in the heart. Religion looks right, but Jesus said inside their dead man's bones, there's no life to religion or to hypocrisy. Jesus said it was a hidden place of thieves. Well, the words thieves here is the word freebooter in, in Greek, it means a pirate of lawless adventure. Pirating is robbing, and these were robbers, people taking advantage and taking from others, and it meant to plunder and attack and to take from. And this word also in Greek means the word brigand, which means it's a member of a gang that ambushes and robs people of goods, of valuables, by open force, as in war and hostile raids, and to plunder down, to wrongfully take from. That's what platforms do. I'm not talking about individuals, and please don't think I'm talking about protest. I am talking about systems that steal, that come into a group position and steal from others. That's what religion does. Jesus was showing that there was an open display of hidden robbery in the religion of the Pharisees and the Sadducees in their hypocrisy. See, they had things that looked good on the outside, but there was something going on in the inside that these people around them didn't see, and they had come under the bondage of it. Well, see, Jesus ate with the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the outcasts and the lepers, those who needed healing and freedom and justice and righteousness. These were those who needed him the most. He even told the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they had a form of godliness and that they were whitewashed tombs. They were clean on the outside, but not on the inside. He actually called them snakes and serpents, and he said they were of their father, Satan. Jesus said, it's as if you are filled with dead man's bones. He also cursed the fig tree at the roots because it was fruitless. He did this before he went into the temple and turned those tables and called them a den of thieves. This tree represented all man's philosophies, religion, doctrines, traditions, and more. See, this tree was fruitless. It did not have fruit on it, but it certainly looked good. It was full of foliage and it looked like the right thing, but it was the wrong thing. And he took it down and it was uprooted. See, these were positions that were taken that didn't represent truth and love and justice. That's what religion does. That's what people do when they are filled with philosophy and thinking of uh, things that are separated from God that aren't representing him. And they didn't represent who he was. And this is where the Lord says to love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And that fulfills all the law. See, the Ten Commandments separate, is separated into two different things. The first five represent the way you look at God. And the last five represent the way you look at your neighbor. And he said, love fulfills all 10 of them. You can't try to follow those laws and you can't set yourself under them or you'll be judged by them. But love conquers all things and faith works through love. And this is where the heart of God is. See, sharing what you have and giving and sowing seed is a principle of God's keep- kingdom. Helping those who have less is pure undefiled representation of him. We can't hide on platforms and traditions and ideals and man's intellect, sciences, philosophies, or abilities. All these may sound good, be good, and do good, but the inner strength of man is to know him, to live for him, and to love him, and love our neighbor as ourselves. See, Jesus made it clear, again, that undefiled religion was to take care of the orphan and the widows, the children and the outcasts. That means reach out to others, the prisoner, the hurting. And he said, when you've done it, you've, unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Our answers aren't in the government or the traditional church, man's ideals or, or traditions that we've set up ourselves or our lifelong achievements or anything else. It's not in men. But every answer to all things is in Jesus and his teachings. That is the Jesus factor. He has come and he has made a body of Christ. And that body of Christ is to represent love and hope and faith. See, he made it clear to care about more than yourself and look beyond traditions. Matter of fact, he said that these traditions nullify the word of God. I know traditionally Christians have built on traditions in so many ways and that these ways haven't changed or produced anything. See, the church has to move beyond just being the church and they have to factor in Jesus. See, in the church, in its history, you can find compromise. And if you look to the church for the answer, you're not looking to Jesus. Jesus is the one who said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. It's not a place or a time to lift up the church. It's a place and a time to lift up Jesus. That is who we lift up. That is what draws people unto him, lifting him up. And the church must factor in Jesus Christ. See, simply the body of Christ was meant to represent him. He said, greater works you'll do than I'll do. Why is that? Because we've become his work, his body in the earth. And the word of God has told us it is his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, the church needs to not be distracted, which means we individuals need to not be distracted because individuality is what makes up the body of Christ. We need to implement The Jesus factor in our lives personally. And as we do, and as we represent him and each person individually takes that position, we can experience the fullness of what God has, and we can love others and bring his love to them. As we factor in Jesus, we can find we're made into a different culture. And that culture of the word of God is his kingdom declaration. It's his declaration of our freedom. It is his declaration of our independence. The word culture is defined in the dictionary as the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarding collectively and consist of humanities, literature, music, painting, philosophy. See, it's a collective group surrounding a belief system of customs arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, group of people, or social group. See, this is creativity, coming together, faith, and for the kingdom culture, God's philosophy or his word, his position, and his creativity. Our kingdom culture can stand out greater than the world culture. The achievements of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word The arts, the creativity, God is far above any philosophies and things man can design because he's the creator of those that are creative. See, Jesus is the factor to life. He is life. His word factored in our lives is his blessing and perfection. And the virtue factor of God into every situation is wholeness, relational healing, power, and reconciliation. You know, life happens with or without Jesus. People are born with this gift of life. There are people worldwide living life without a thought or care about Jesus Christ. They've not factored him in. As life exists, people move on. COVID's a typical reflection. You can see so many people don't mind taking risks to do what they want to do in the moment. How do you get by with that? How does that happen? Well, see, heaven and hell don't factor in but I've never been a hell and fire fire and brimstone preacher to cause people to look to Jesus. The fear factor is not the answer. The love factor is. The word of God says it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Jesus is the reflection of the goodness of God. As we follow the teachings of Jesus and hear the teachings of Jesus and see him live the teaching that he professed in the word of God, and we see the manifestation of his faith, This is the Jesus factor. See, Jesus asked Peter in Matthew 16, who do you say that I am? See, who he is, is how you factor him in, how you see him, how you receive him and how you believe. What did he say? And what did he promise? What do you believe? What do you hear that he said? I hope this podcast refreshes him and his word for you. The Jesus factor is meant to bring him in, his blessing and his teaching to the forefront. So first and foremost, who do you say that he is? How are you factoring Jesus into the equation of your life and why? What's the point? And importantly, how do you factor Jesus in? Throughout all the years as we've done our ministry, it has had a foundational scripture. And that scripture is the kick's motto, Daniel 11:32. 32. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. And we said it this way. The kid that knows their God will be strong and do great things. See, the point was to factor in Jesus to know him. See, the word know is the word yada. It is a beautiful word. Yada, Jesus. It means to distinguish him, to know him by experience, to recognize, admit, and acknowledge, and confess, and consider him. To Yada, to be acquainted with. To Yada, to be skillful in that relationship with. To have knowledge of, and be wise with him. In this word Yada, it expresses something also so very important. It reverses it. It says that he will be made known. Yada, he has become known, and he has revealed himself and made himself known. He's, it, it has within it the depth, Yada, that he will be perceived, and he will make himself perceived, and he will be the instruction, and he will make that instruction known. He will cause you to know, to have revelation. As he said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And he said, you are Jesus, the Christ. And he said, flesh and blood hasn't made this known to you, but the Father in heaven. And he said, when you see him, Jesus, you see the Father. He has made himself known to you. Yada, he has made himself acquainted with. And he has revealed himself and given himself to you. That's a beautiful word. Yada, that is the factoring of Jesus in your life. See, when we factor in Jesus, we factor in righteousness. And when we factor in righteousness, we factor in virtue. I talked about this in the podcast, The Origin of Faith and Righteousness. You see, a key to the Jesus factor is righteousness. We are his righteousness. And righteousness in the Greek word means virtue. It's the Greek word dakasune. It means that it is his virtue, the virtue of God found in you, given to you. And it's found in the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And the definition of it shows what happened to her. This word, dakasuna, means in the condition of being accepted to God. So as she touched the hem of his garment, she was acceptable to God. And it goes on in definition to say she attained a state of approval of God. She was receiving as it does Say in its definition, his integrity, his virtue, his purity of life, his rightness, the correctness of thinking and feeling, and his way of acting. And oh, one of the beautiful parts of this word, dakasune, is she received justice, which is defined as the virtue that gives each person individually their due. This word is the righteousness factor. She came and she touched the hem of his garment and we have become the quality of the state of being in the one of who he is. This word means we have come into that same place of being because he has made and we have received him. This is an awesome Jesus factor. We're in the state of being of him, rendering us acceptable to God. See, this word means approval and acceptance. It means endorsement. He endorses us and we endorse him. It means appreciation and respect and admiration. It means praise and congratulations. He is admiring us as we admire him. And as he has admired and esteemed us and acclaimed us and applauded us, we admire, esteem, acclaim, and applaud him. The word tells us that righteousness comes to us by faith. So yada and the righteousness of God, the factoring in of Jesus comes to us by faith. Romans 4, 5 says, but him that worketh not, that means you don't have to work at it. You don't have to go by those traditions and the religion and the law, but it says, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. It's counted to you. Faith touches virtue and puts a demand on virtue and the factor of Jesus, the Jesus factor comes forth. You know, we find this in Mark 5, 30, 32. This is the woman with the issue of blood. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? You see, your faith reaches him. It touches the finished work of God, the hem of his garment. This was the wings of God. That word, the hem of his garment meant wings, where Jesus said that I have come and I will rise with healing in my wings, bringing all wholeness to you and righteousness. See, righteousness factors in all the power of God and the completion of every good thing in your life. Your faith reaches Jesus personally and in the midst of the crowd, he responds to you and in the midst of all pressure, he responds to your faith. The Jesus factor here is that he responds to you and he sees you and he loves you. It goes on and it says, and his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and saith, who touched me? They just could not comprehend. How do you know someone touched me? You see, her faith touched him. She was factoring Jesus into the equation of her life. And it says in verse 32, he looked around about to see her. He turned and he saw her. He turned and he saw her. He turns and sees you. And he reaches you because you have factored him in by your faith. And Jesus responds to your faith. And he's speaking to you the same as he did to this woman. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be made whole of everything. To her, it was this plague. See, the Jesus factor is his virtue. If righteousness is virtue, then what is virtue? It is the righteousness of God in our lives. And what does that mean? It means the power of God. It is his work and it is his doing. It is his way of doing things, and it is his empowerment, his quickening power, as it says in Ephesians 2, that the same spirit that raised him from the dead has quickened in your mortal body. It has changed you, and it brings the blessing of God to your life, the Jesus factor. See, virtue and righteousness are interchangeable. Because he is virtue, he is righteousness. It is all God's power in doing. See, the Jesus factor lifts us up. We have been risen with him, and we are above and not beneath. Again, it says in Ephesians chapter 2 that the same spirit that raised him from the dead, and he goes on to say in the word that he seats us in heavenly places with him. And we are elevated, and that elevated place comes without a fight, because Jesus is the conqueror, and we are more than conquerors. As we go with the Jesus factor, we go with the truth of God's word. Truth is the highest realm of reality. And as we embrace Jesus, we embrace truth and the reality of truth. And in closing, this Jesus factor is when we factor in Jesus and we factor in faith, but we factor in favor. The Jesus factor is the favor factor. We have the unmerited favor of God. God's favor is his blessing operating in our lives. Psalm 512 says this, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will compass us about with a shield. See, his favor is a shield that is encompassing you. He has blessed the righteous, and he has made us the righteous. The Jesus factor in our life is we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we are compassed about with favor as a shield. And the Word of God tells us that we could take up that shield of faith. We can take up the shield of favor. Faith and favor go hand in hand. You know, I have a list of 10 benefits of God's favor to close with. Favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. That's found in Genesis 39, 21. Number two, favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. In Exodus three twenty-one. Number three. Favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries that's found in Exodus 11:3. Number 4. Favor produces increased assets especially in the areas of real estate and finances Deuteronomy 33:23. Number 5. Favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities that's Joshua 11:20. Number 6. Favor produces recognition even when you seem the least likely to receive it. That's 1 Samuel 16, 22. Number seven, favor produces prominence and preferential treatment. That's found in Esther two seventeen. Number eight, favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly civil authorities. That's Esther 5, 8. Number nine, Favor causes policies, rules, and regulations and laws to be changed and reversed to your advantage. That's Esther 8 5. And number 10, favor produces battles won which you won't even fight because God has fought them for you. Psalm 44 3. See, factor in the Jesus factor, the blessing of God. He is the one who is there to bless you, to bring you in. And he has done it through the cross and the resurrection. And it is the clear, undefiled way of God. Religion defiles men. But Jesus, he is there and brings wholeness and completeness. And his love is there for you. And his kingdom culture is yours. And as we factor him in, this is life. And we can experience His blessing and His perfection. perfection. The virtue factor of God in every situation of our life, bringing wholeness, relational healing, power, and reconciliation. We have the blessing of God. We have Jesus. We have obtained the condition that He has made us acceptable, that He has made us approved. And we have received His integrity, His virtue, His rightness, His way of doing things, and His justice, which is defined that all virtue is given to each one of us and what is due us is granted to us in Him. And as we move forward, when you factor in Jesus, you are factoring in the kingdom. You are factoring in favor, and that belongs to you. And Father, right now, I pray for those who have heard this word that they will factor in your word and they will factor you in Jesus. They will factor in you, Father and Holy Spirit. You are factored in to minister to their hearts, their lives, their families, and every situation. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that they will hear. It's not built on man, man's philosophies or platforms, traditions, or ideologies. It is built on your word and what you have done and what you've accomplished and what you have completed in each one of us. And we thank you for it, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at KicksTV.com.